This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. And today, as we prepare for the holiday season, I have invited Dr. Jill Lopez to talk with us today about holiday hazards and other holiday holiday cats. And Dr. Jill is the founder and CEO of Vet Candy, which is a cool thing I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about. Welcome, Dr. Jill. Hello, Dr. Cat. Nice to talk to you again. Yes, I'm excited to have you. Uh, Before we launch into, there is so much stuff I want to talk to you about. So before we launch into holiday hazards for cats, I want to take a quick break. So we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So I have Dr. Jill Lopez with me here today, and I want Dr. Jill to tell you all about vet candy and how cool vet candy is. Dr. Jill, tell us. Oh, Vet Candy is super cool. Uh, you can go and check our website out at myvetcandy.com. And if you're not a vet, you might be interested in a lot of the topics that we cover. We talk about conservation, ecology, recycling, the environment, and of course, animals. So it's a place that everybody could get some information about animals and life. And if you're a veterinarian, there's a lot more information on there too, like clinical updates and scientific updates. But it's a, it's a fun site. And it also has some fun things like top 10 gift ideas and some other fun stuff. I don't know. Somebody contributed a top 10 gift idea or top five gift ideas. And I don't know who that person is, Dr. Jill. Do you? It was Dr. Cat Pram. And my favorite (laughs) item on the list was cat butt magnets, which I have ordered. I love the cat butt magnets. And there is also this cool little, the little hat, like with the paws that are like a scarf that have paw prints. I love that one. So all of my listeners need to check out myvetcandy.com to see what kind of gifts they need to buy for their favorite veterinarian and veterinary team. So, okay, so let's get serious. I want to talk about holiday hazards because I've already had several, several calls and patients coming in with some potential holiday hazards. So everybody wants to talk about cats and Christmas trees. So can we talk a little bit about the potential dangers of Christmas trees? Yes, yes. Well, one one big thing you see with cats, I mean, cats are going to be predators. So they like to play. They love to play. And one thing they like to play with, which could be dangerous, is anything that's like a string, a string or a linear object. When a cat ingests that, 
it can get stuck in part of the intestines and then travel through the intestines and pull the intestines together like an accordion. And you can imagine how painful that would be. And it, it requires surgery. So you got to be really, really careful with any types of strings around cats. When I was in practice many years ago, there was a cat, a big giant Siamese cat that was obsessed with eating things like that. And the cat used to eat his owner's pantyhose leg. And he had two or three surgeries to remove it. And it was awful. So anything like that, anything long and stringy or long and linear that you would use for your Christmas decoration, you got to be really careful with cats. Cats also, you bring a tree into the house, it's a party. And they want to go and play on it, climb up on top of it. And of course, that could mean that they're going to drop it on themselves, knock something over, break something, or end up injured. So you got to be really careful when you're bringing that into a cat's household. So here's a funny thing, or maybe not. Um, I actually did several surgeries on a big Siamese cat for eating linear foreign bodies as well. And he even went so far as to unravel his owner's sweaters and eat the yarn from the sweaters. And so actually I removed them several times and and one time it had just been too long and he did not recover from that. So, so be yeah. very, very careful with tinsel, ribbons, anything that is a string, especially around Christmas time, because we all have our sweaters out, right? And we have ribbons on our packages and tinsel. And so that is something that I too have seen and, and it makes me kind of sad. So are you saying that we need to be mindful about securing our tree so that the cat can't knock it over? Yeah, or maybe get a, you know, a cat-friendly shaped or size tree that if they do knock it over, it's not going to be a danger. Or don't use glass ornaments if you do. And so if, if something falls over, you won't have the glass breaking and the cat walking on the glass. So just, you know, you probably just got to look at your cat and then look at the tree options and pick something that works best for both of you. So I've seen several funny memes on social media with people that have constructed cages around their tree and, uh, you know, all kinds of funny things. But cages really, around their cat yeah, while they're looking and, at the tree. Yeah. And the cat climbing <laughs> in the tree. And, and yeah. I mean, and they're funny videos, but truly they can be very dangerous. And all the pretty ornaments, they look pretty to cats too, right? Yeah, yeah. All you want to do is break them when you're a cat, when you're a crazy cat. And even the most normal sane cat, sometimes they might just, maybe it reminds them of their youth and they have a little bit of a wild hair and decide to jump on the tree and start shaking it. So you know, you never know. You got to you gotta figure that out when you're picking your tree out. And speaking of trees, everyone is always talking about the Christmas tree water if you have a, a live Christmas tree. And the problem with that is it's a water source and pets might go in there and drink it. And if it's in there and it's a pine tree, it'll have the pine sap, which might be irritating to the stomach. If you're not changing your water very frequently, or if it gets a little dirty, it might have some bacteria in there. So that's always an issue too. So that's another thing. You have to make sure that you keep your cat or pets from drinking the water in the Christmas tree or choose an artificial Christmas tree. Well, I've actually already seen two cats that were vomiting. And when we did a little bit of detective work, we discovered that it was the drinking of the reservoir water. So we recommended that that pet owner just 
get a covered water reservoir because you don't want to let your tree dry out because that's a fire hazard. But uh, you certainly don't want to step in cat vomit in the middle of the night like she was. So, yes, that's definitely that's a good point. So have you seen the stories about cats that don't like certain things like cucumbers or or tangerines and people have erected little barriers of cucumbers or a ring of tangerines. Did you see that? Yes. And the cat didn't want to go up toward the Christmas tree because the cat was suspicious of these unusual objects. And that's Uh a safe, that's a safe way to keep the cat out of the tree. I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah, you never know. I mean, there, you know, maybe the cat will just sit there and look at it for a little bit, get brave enough to knock them to the side and then go attack your tree. You never yeah. know. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's worth a shot. <laughs> you don't know. You know, cats can do anything. And you and uh, there was actually a study just released by the University of Guelph that said that only a few, you know, super cat experts can even read the faces of cats. So you can look at your cat all day long and you don't know what's going on behind those eyes. You don't know what they're planning. <laughs> so they they could be planning to take the whole tree down and they're really smart and oh they're yes. very driven have you ever noticed when your cat puts his or her mind to something they do it yes yes yeah, nothing so. yeah that is tenacity tenacity yeah <laughs> so yeah. something i hadn't really thought about even as a veterinarian but my husband pointed out making sure that we close the hooks around the branches of the tree to secure the ornaments really well because i guess that had shown to be a risk factor in our home that we needed to make sure the hooks were closed all the way. So that's that's another tree safety thing that I've learned yeah. about. And then speaking of hooks, they could swallow a hook, which I think is more of a dog thing. But a cat, like especially a kitten, might be playing with something. They play hockey with things and they might swallow a hook. So there's lots of dangers in that tree to think about. So if your veterinarian says to x-ray your cat, say yes, because yes. you want to see that I hook. See a hook in there. But you're more <laughs> likely to see that hook in your dog. <laughs> because yeah. dog yeah. Dogs would eat a bag of hooks for no reason. Like yeah, a Labrador, don't you don't even have to cats. put salt on them. Yeah. We say cats are too smart to do some of these things. I don't know if it's that. Well, maybe. But, or your um, cat might knock it down and your dog might eat it. Yeah. They work together, <laughs> don't they? Yes. Well, yes. so if we think about the tree and the water and all that kind of stuff the, and the ornaments, the other thing that I think is important on trees is that they have lights. So I know you probably have some advice about lights. Well, lights are always a potential hazard and it's more for, you know, you know, again, you don't know your cat's like a wild card, but if they chew on the lights, they could be electrocuted. Again, it's more of a dog thing. And then if you have like a a rabbit, house rabbits are really prone to chewing on cords. Like if you have a house rabbit, usually you will have these PVC pipes around your cords so they can't chew on them, but anything electric they can chew on and they could also get, you know, if they're attacking your tree, they could get hung up on that and get, it's a strangulation hazard too if they got into the tree. But you don't know. You don't know what your cat's going to do, right? I mean, you don't know. <laughs> I had a cat that go. chewed on cords and things. My my cat at that time was named Merlin and he, he Oh, Merlin. On- I read about him in your book. Yeah, you did, yes. Tennessee he, he would chew on cords. So I think that it is important that everybody know that if your cat is drooling or salivating or seems to be in any kind of respiratory distress, that that is an emergency. So you need to call your veterinarian about that. Yeah, because when they chew on it, it burns their their lips. And then that pain causes them to drool. And then it can also cause 
pulmonary edema, which is fluid in the lungs. But again, it doesn't happen all the time. It's just that weird cat that might do it, or there's like, there's some cats that like to chew. Kittens do anything. They're like completely crazy. So you, you know, just one of those things you just got to take into account and be educated when you're bringing a tree into your home. And some experts say to unplug all the cords if, if you're truly not attending the tree, like when you before you go to sleep at night. And I think that's probably a safety issue, and it's pretty easy. Yeah, so, I, I do that myself. I have that. I, you know, I'm I'm sure. I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't like to bake with my oven if I'm not here either. I don't like to use a crock pot, and I do unplug my Christmas tree when I leave the house or go to bed. So there are some decoration things that are actually living items that also may or may not pose a hazard to cats. I know if you look on the internet, everybody talks about poinsettias. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're kind of interesting. Let's talk about poinsettias for a while. Yeah, uh, poinsettia is the biggest myth of all about Christmas trees uh, or about Christmas season. Poinsettias are something that people, you know, they might not know anything that's toxic to an animal or poisonous to a pet, but they, in their heart, know how dangerous poinsettias are because that that myth has been perpetuating since the 1800s. Poinsettias are not toxic. They're not dangerous. They're not going to cause harm to anybody unless you trip on it and then you get hit by a car. So they're, they're not dangerous. They do have a little bit of a milky sap. If you ever take the leaf and you sort of shred it, you'll see a little bit of milky sap, which if somebody of a dog or cat chews on it, they may have a little bit of a stomach upset, but more than not, they're not going to do anything. It's, you know, really definitely not a problem. However, lilies are definitely a problem. And even though you think of lilies being a spring flower, they're grown all year round, all season long. And I've seen them placed into Christmas baskets, like Christmas flower baskets. They have a beautiful one. It's called a Casablanca lily. It's beautiful and white. And they'll put that in there and put some beautiful greenery around it. That is deadly. And if your cat licks it, chews on it, chews on any of the material, it could cause kidney failure within a couple of days. It's deadly, deadly, deadly to cats. So all of your floral arrangements that you're decorating for your guests and things, just pick through it and make sure you know what's in it. If you see a flower you don't recognize, you know, maybe look it up on the internet because death is one of those irreversible things. What about and you, Oh, and whenever you're ordering flowers for your friends, make sure that oh, yeah. they're not using any lilies. Make sure that they're just really, really make sure that they're not sending lilies with the floral arrangement. That's yeah, another be problem. Terrible to hurt your friend's cat. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, happens a lot. That happens yeah. a lot. Well, so I did a video last Christmas about Christmas hazards because I I still feel like everybody doesn't know. And one of the things I had on it was mistletoe. And I had to really work hard to find a living mistletoe to show everyone. But let's talk about mistletoe. Yeah, mistletoe is one of those things that you don't realize that it's toxic. It actually contains a toxic principle that can affect the heart rate. So it could be dangerous if an animal chewed on it and ingested enough of it. So it's something to to be concerned about. And you definitely don't want to have mistletoe in your pet's home. So, you know, one time I actually, it was a dog and not a cat, but I saw a patient who ended up actually dying from eating fake snow. So anything that you have that's just for decoration, just think twice and watch your cat or dog if they are near to it. Now, I know that you, I know from talking to you about hazards before that you have a warning about candles 
Oh, yes, yes. I hate candles for, for many reasons. So candles, especially, I mean, they're, they're beautiful and they're romantic, but, you know, you definitely don't want to leave them unattended. You don't want to go into another room. If you have a cat, I mean, you're just waiting for the cat to set your house on fire. So those can definitely be dangerous. So instead of choosing a candle that you light with a match, you want to use a candle that maybe maybe an electric candle. And speaking of things that are weird <laughs> like that, like that candle, Liquid potpourri can be very dangerous to cats. And so some people, especially this time of year, you have those um, liquid potpourris that'll be like Christmas holiday scents and you'll warm them and they, they make your house smell really great. But the potpourri, the liquid potpourri, some of those contain cationic detergents that they put in there to make sure that there's no bacteria growth in the potpourri because people use it and leave it out for a while. And that can actually cause chemical burns in the cat's mouth and on their skin. Oh, that's, I didn't think of that. Yeah, so. I, for, I was going to tell you. I was yeah, make no, sure I'm we glad. Talking about glad that. you mentioned it. Yeah, it's, and, um, and sometimes I've had cases where someone will have, like, you'll have a bottle of that and you'll have, um, you know, you'll pour it out to simmer it and you'll leave the bottle and sometimes it leaks over the, you know how you leak a little bit of stuff on the side of a bottle and cats might rub up against it and they get it on their fur and it irritates their fur and they lick it and then next thing you know, they have chemical burns on their on their skin and on their mouth. Yeah, that's horrible and definitely not worth it. Have you ever tried any of the deterrent sprays like hot pepper sprays or any of that kind of stuff to discourage cats from going around these items? Do you have any experience with those? No, I just don't get the items, but <laughs> I do know that the, there's something called like a double-sided sticky tape that works really good to keep them off of certain areas like the countertops, but it's better to just, just not even have it in your home. Or, you know, instead of using liquid potpourri, maybe use like the dry potpourri and put it in a place where the cat can't ingest it. Because if a cat ingests it, they might have a stomach upset, but it wouldn't cause chemical burns. Right. Well, so I think about everything at cat safe and pet safe and people safe because of the things that I have seen. So that's what I want my listeners to. I want them to be skeptical of everything they get and everything that they set out. But there are some other risks around the holidays associated with having guests around. So let's take a quick break and then come back and talk about the guest safety for pets. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Katherine Prim, and I would like to make you aware of some products that I've discovered, Dr. Elsie's Pet Products. So you all know that I have a cat named Scamper, and Scamper is a little bit sensitive, so I have to choose sort of special stuff for Scamper. Dr. Elsie's Ultra Litter has been kind of a godsend for us. It's made with clean ingredients, and it's low on dust, so it sort of addresses the needs that Scamper personally has. You can feel really good about choosing Dr. Elsie's pet products because they're veterinarian formulated and they're tested. So they combine science and the love for pets to meet the needs of even the most sensitive pets like my scamper. Here's the really good news. You can get a rebate. Dr. Elsie's will pay you up to $20 for your first bag of Ultra Litter or any Dr. Elsie's litter by visiting drelsies.com forward slash Dr. Cat. That's D-R-E-L-S-E-Y-S dot com forward slash Dr. Cat, which is D-R-K-A-T. So check it out, give it a try, and get up to $20 back. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. So I'm here with Dr. Jill Lopez, the CEO and founder of Vet Candy, and she and I are talking about holiday hazards and, and maybe some holiday fun too. So we were going to talk about things you may not have thought of when you have guests at your house for the holidays. So Dr. Jill, I know you have some good advice to consider about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do. With guests, they're going to bring all their stuff with them. And I would say one of the one things to worry about with guests are if they're on medication, you know, if they're on any kind of medication, there's always a chance that they might take a pill and drop a pill and your cat might eat it. Although cats, I mean, you know, it's so hard to give a cat a pill. You know, you have to do all these tricks to get them to do it, but there's still that chance that they might, they might see something fall and they might eat it. So that's one of those things is when you do have someone who's visiting, make sure they know to keep all their medications up away from cats. You know, don't you find it ironic that when we want to give a cat a pill, they don't want it. But if you drop something and it's like rolling across the floor, they totally want it. Yeah. And maybe they play hockey with it, but then you don't know if they eat it or not. And then you're just worried, just, you know, is this going to cause a problem? You're staring at them waiting to see what happens. So, so you definitely want to keep them away from, from any kind of medication or anything. And Um, if you think your cat has eaten that, you need to call your vet. Right. You want to call your vet right away. Yeah. And then at least they can tell you, you can find out what kind of medication it was. Sometimes some things are not going to be a problem, but other things, even a small amount, like a Tylenol, one Tylenol could could kill a cat. So it's important to find out what medication it was, how many were missing. But a cat's not like a dog. Like a dog will go into your guest room, grab their bottle of pills and chew it up and eat the entire container. And (laughs) a cat might possibly eat one that dropped. So it's dogs and cats are so different. And that's what we love about them. But still, it's smart. So when guests come, do you have any recommendations to help pets feel safe around new people? Well, don't bring new people around them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know, cats are drama kings and queens a lot. Sometimes they like people to come, but mainly they like their situation, like routine. So just just make sure, you know, the cat will probably take care of itself and go hide until they leave. Or, you know, maybe it's someone that they like to see and they'll come out and they'll make friends with them. But it just depends on the cat. But, you know, with with company, you know, they're going to leave pretty soon. So the cat will go back to normal. Some cats that are a little bit sensitive about any kind of change in the routine may pee in weird places. They might pee on your guest's bed or in their luggage just to give them a signal that it's time to go home. And sometimes that's a good thing, especially if your in-laws are in town and they're staying a little bit longer than expected. You shouldn't (laughs) use your cat as a tool to get rid of your in-laws. Dr. Jill? Well, you know, sometimes you, you have to use what you got. In all seriousness, if your cat does that, it is probably an, a sign of anxiety. It could even be a medical issue. So certainly include your veterinarian because I have all kinds of things. I don't know about your veterinarian, but I have all kinds of things that I can try and make sure that your cat has a safe place that he or she can go to be away from Yes, because my cat's not super into lots of noise and busyness. So he has a place that his his own place that he sometimes just he always goes to the same spot. So we make sure that he can do that to stay safe and happy. So 
I really want to kind of sum it up in case somebody's just tuning in or has forgotten the ribbons, the ribbons and the linear foreign bodies are a huge risk, especially to cats, specifically to cats. So this is one of those things where it's not where we say, well, a dog's more likely to do this. This is a cat thing, right? It's a cat thing. Yeah. I mean, a dog could do it. A dog might eat your whole entire robe where a cat might chew on a string of your robe. But but yeah, this the linear thing is more of a cat thing. But dogs, I mean, dogs could do it too. But it's very cat-ish. So you want to make sure you pick up, you know, be very mindful of strings, ribbons, anything like that that the cat might ingest. And we want people to secure the ornaments onto the tree and be mindful of what ornaments they have chosen. Uh, Maybe avoiding the glass ones. Anything else you want to add to about ornament safety, Dr. Jill? Well, you know, the other thing, too, is, um, you know, a lot of times you'll pick up ornaments from different areas. So you don't even know what they're made from. So just be really careful about that too, because there might be some ornament that has maybe lead in it. You just don't know these days when you pick up ornaments in different locations or being imported from everywhere. So just be really careful when you are choosing ornaments for your tree. And if you're using something like a shellacked cookie, for instance, that's from when you were in kindergarten, you know, that potentially could be a problem too. Again, it's more of a dog problem, but it is something that cats might might decide to chew on or ingest and that can, can make them pretty sick too. So that's one of the things I would think of too. So we were talking about ornaments though. It made me think of the possible risk of snow globes, the little things that people shake up so the snow, you know, flurries around. What about that? Yeah, those are another weird thing. Most of those, they have little kits where you can make them and usually you use water or you use like a glycerin. But if you pick them up in a store and you don't, you know, you don't know where they came from or they've been imported, you don't really know what other liquid is in there, really. I mean, you don't know. And maybe they added something into it to keep it from freezing. We wouldn't expect that they would put antifreeze in it, but they might put a form of antifreeze in it. There's several forms of antifreeze. So you you just don't really know what else is in there. So if you do choose a snow globe, you know, I just put it in some place that's, you know, very well protected. But also, it's probably better to buy something where you know what the ingredients are, where you can contact the manufacturer and just confirm with them that they used water and glycerin, for example. So that's something, you know, I would recommend. You know, it's totally not above my cat to knock a snow globe off and have it break on the floor and then drink. I can totally see my cat doing that. I do not have a snow globe. But yes, I think that that is an excellent point. Also covering my cat's not above drinking the water from the Christmas tree. So covering that is essential. And I want everyone out there to make sure that the water, the tree reservoir water is inaccessible to their cats. And Dr. Jill told us that she unplugs cords at night. So make sure you're unplugging your Christmas tree at night and so that your cat doesn't chew on that. And we talked about mistletoe. Wait, we didn't talk about holly. What about holly, Dr. Jill? Yeah, holly also is another plant that potentially could cause some, I mean, it's considered a toxic plant. If you looked at it, you don't even want to touch it. So a lot of cats may not touch it, but if they did chew on it, they could have pretty bad mouth pain and stomach upset and make them pretty sick. But fortunately, it's so protected that they don't chew on it. But holly and mistletoe, you definitely want to keep away from your cat. Feel free to bring poinsettias into your home. Those are fun to have around a cat. And just know if they do chew on it, they might drool or throw up. But most of the time they do nothing. It's not toxic at all. 
Excellent advice. And so when you have guests in, don't forget to pay attention to the kind of medications that the guests have and give your cat a safe place because coming and going of guests, they might open the door or not realize you have a cat. They're kind of noisy. It's not really a, a cat thing to like noise and bustling. So don't forget that part. So if you would like to find out more about Dr. Jill and of course, Vet Candy, the really fun site, it is myvetcandy.com. And I would ask you all to look me up on social media as well. My animal hospital is doing a fundraiser to provide care to pets of disabled veterans and people that cannot afford veterinary care. And so we have links to that on everywhere we can think of, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Dr. Jill, can you tell my listeners where they might be able to find out more about you and about Vet Candy and learn more about how to take good care of their cats? Well, they can visit myvetcandy.com and um, you can check out all kinds of great information. Even the study we talked about, the reason that people can't read their cat's faces on there. There's a lot of lot of very interesting information on cats there. So you can find a lot of information there. You can also follow us on social at myvetcandy as well. So, so don't you have a newsletter too? Oh, yes. We have a weekly newsletter. So if you go on our website, you can sign up for the newsletter and it comes out every week and it gives you know great information. It talks about animal health, animal news, conservation and stuff like that and even lifestyle advice. Well, it's really cool and I like it. And that's why I mentioned it because okay. I get the newsletter and, and actually contribute. So all of my listeners out there, go check it out. I think you'll be pleased with how valuable and sort of checked out the information is. It's all good information. So I want everyone to be mindful of their cat as they enjoy these holiday celebrations. I want to thank Dr. Jill for taking the time out to talk to us. She's always fun and she's always willing. And I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. Thanks for being here, Dr. Jill. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And all of my cat-loving listeners, happy holidays, happy holidays, and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.